Aaron McFally, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm feeling I'm feeling good, bro. Uh, I'm just uh, I was gonna say I've started camp for my professional debut, mate, but uh, I train every day, you know what I mean, all year round. So just another day in the office, man. So I had a good session today uh, up in Newry and Team Torres, and then I'm just out of the gym there doing a bit of strength and conditioning. So yeah, feeling good, man. How's yourself? No, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm uh, not bad. Uh, you put me to shame anytime I see your, your post on Instagram because, you, uh, like I said to you before earlier, you look shredded throughout the year every single day. There's not an ounce, ounce of fat on you, ever. No, mate. Uh, I try and stay in shape because, you know what, it makes life easier in the gym. We've got some uh, tough lads in the gym and, you know, see if you see if you take uh, you start slacking off, taking a week off or whatever, man, you, you get your ass handed to you in the gym and it's, no, it's not fun. So I like to try and stay on top of it. <laughs> no, of course, I completely understand. To do what you do, you need to be in in, in top shape. And not not just for super not to to fight in the offensive or the defensive, but also for stamina to keep up with your opponents as well. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Like, uh, and with this game, man, condition is so important. Like, you you see people dying and dying to death after one round or whatever, and uh, you just see how important the gas tank is. And you know, there's some boys who like may not even be as skilled as their opponent, but they've got their gas tank at a top level and they can make it through it and they can break people. So, you know, I, I really now try and emphasize the, the gas tank and really make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm fit as a fiddle, as they say in, in Ireland. Um, look, um, well, start with the the biggest story. Your fight, your last fight at Clan Wars 46 against um, Mario... I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Dinfano? Or Dino Dino Fano. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. He's Italian, but he's, well, it's an Italian name, I think, but um, he uh, is from Ireland, lives in Dublin, I think. I see. How was how that? I mean, how, I mean, well, I'll say how was that? <laughs> it's out there for to see, but I mean, winning that, I mean, how did it, did it, how did it feel? It felt great, man. Like, uh, obviously, you know, we, we fought before. Um, so it, this was a rematch for Mario and uh, you know there was a lot of the line for me because I, I was off two defeats as well so you know people could have said that it was done or whatever and you know I was never going to really make a make a run or anything so like there was a lot on the line for me not just the title but like just for me just for myself like uh, I had a lot to conquer a lot of demons, demons to conquer so it was great but I'll be honest with you man like even though I lost in the last fight with Mario and he did dominate me, I wasn't surprised that I won the fight because I believed in myself and I, and, I, I knew, and I knew I deserved it. It was just a matter of time until the switch flicked again. And man, uh, it felt great, but it was no surprise. And that's not me being cocky or anything, man. That's just me. Like I, I just really felt that I deserved it because I worked my socks off, man. And then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then you see when you do, when you put the work in, man, you start to see it and you say like, fuck, you know what? I do deserve this. So, yeah, man, yes, I, yeah. I wasn't surprised, but it did feel amazing, man. It was great. It was a great win. Um, for me, you know, I feel this interview kind of, you know, is way overdue because we spoke, we've spoken about speaking to each other a long, long while back. Um, yeah, man. But it's the first time of me interviewing you, and I always like to take things right back to the beginning when I speak to someone, uh, whether it's a fighter or any coach or anyone who's affiliated with combat sports in general i like to take it back to the beginning as in just to find out, the, find out their backstory so i mean for yourself where the journey began and then eventually how did you um, venture into mixed martial arts uh well uh see yeah 
I've always been competing at a high level, whether it be soccer, football, or uh, Gaelic football. And um, basically, I was doing well with Gaelic football. A lot of stuff happened to me when I was like 17, 18. So I decided to move over to Liverpool and start uh, uni, university over in Liverpool. And as I went over to Liverpool, you know, the, you know the story. First year, you know, you're out there partying, doing whatever. But I still wanted to compete. I still had that competitive nature in me. And I was trying to play for the soccer team for the uni and then the few Gaelic. Gaelic clubs over there, and it just was it just wasn't um, it just wasn't as compa- it wasn't competitive. People were taking the piss, whatever. So I just was like, right, I need to find something. And then um, I was speaking to my teacher, one of my teachers in thing in the in the in the university, and she had been uh, she had taught Dean Garnett, um, oh. and that's the same course that I was doing in university. And she was like, why don't you? I know, so it was it was quite cool the way it all worked out. So I went down to Dean's uh, gym in Aspar and started doing my work experience there and stuff, and started training with them. And it, but then as soon as I walked in through those doors, I fell in love with the game. And uh, so I was only about twenty twenty years of age there, maybe twenty one twenty. And that's when I first started MMA when I moved over to Liverpool University. And once I walked in through the doors, man, that was me. Hurt, dropped football, dropped Gaelic, and then just started uh, training, training, training. Took a fight, took like a novice white collar fight within the eight weeks, and then that that was me, man. I was hooked, and then ever since then, I quit uni. Oh well, didn't quit uni. I got my degree. Uh, so I got my degree, and then I moved back home, and then that was it. I was I was totally focused on. I didn't want a job. I didn't want anything. I wanted to go and compete. I wanted to try and make a. I wanted to try and be a world champion and still do, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, just went in straight away, started competing in 2019. And uh, and then after that, the pandemic hit. And then, you know, mm-hmm. now we're here. So, yeah, man, I, start, I, only, I only started there about six years ago after going to uni. So I started quite late, but we're here now, bro. Yeah, but you're still, I mean, when you're, you're about, about still young. Yeah, exactly. Still very, very young. So you still got a lot of, um, uh, a lot of fights ahead of you. And so um, I, I'm yeah. sure. There's still, um, there's still a lot of talent, a lot of success coming your way. Um, for, for someone like yourself, somebody who seems to stay in shape virtually every single day all year round, um, for yourself, you in particular, for a fight, how do you go about um, just guessing? Well, I know there's the obvious calorie restriction i'm guessing uh there's the i think sauna just to help sweat out the unwanted size unwanted fat but for you yourself and what would um aaron mcavelli do in order to prepare as best as he can for an upcoming fight in terms of like uh like well man it's just it's sort of the same thing like uh when it comes to the saunas and recovery man I, i've actually started to change it up because I was doing the saunas nearly, not every day, like, but every other day. And I'll be honest with you, man, I was coming into training and I was depleted. And I was actually starting to get injuries because I was doing too many. I, I don't know if that's the, the reason why. Might have might have been due with the calorie dropping and stuff. But with the saunas and stuff, I now only do that twice to three times a week. And I make sure that I'm doing the ice baths after it. Because, uh, as I said, I was coming in the training, man, depleted after doing, sitting in the sauna for an hour. And, um, yeah, so I sort of try to... Do you know what it also is, is as well, man? See, when I'm in the sauna, it's yeah. like I'm addicted to it. I have to sit in it for so long. I can't just go in for a 15-minute sauna or something like that. There, I need to go and try and bash it like 50 minutes or something. And I'm coming out like a raisin, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I've had it. I've had that's, that's a discipline in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting get up a sauna, but 
in terms of just preparation for a fight, man, like, it's it's no different than what I do every day. Now, don't get me wrong. I start adding extra few pad sessions in, start adding an extra few conditioning sessions in. But it's, it's basically the same thing. Train two, three times a day, man, and be and uh, making sure that I'm doing all the all the areas, the BJJ, the MMA, the boxing, the Muay Thai, the wrestling. And, you know, this is an all-day thing or an everyday thing. So I make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm up in Uri every morning. Uh, doing my two, three hours work in Uri, and then I'm getting my strength and conditioning, and then getting my recovery in, and making sure I'm eating right, but, like, you know, it's tough doing the eating, now, I tell you that, because see when it comes to Saturday, man, I, I I love my wee takeaway, like, but you just have to fit it in, you know what I mean, because at the end of the day, man, as well, we all have lives, and I feel like we can become too obsessed with the with the sport, and we sort of forget our lives. So I always try and make sure there's a fine balance. Um, and maybe that's why I'm. Maybe that's why I can't stay in shape all year now, all year round, because I've realised that there has to be a balance in this game. Because man, I'm telling you, you, you can get too, um, you can go too deep into it, Mick. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah, you yeah. start, you start to dislike it. Like last year, man, I'll be honest with you. Even like what I'm saying about preparing for fights and all, and what you asked me the question, like it came a wee bit. Not to say I was hating it, but it just became not boring either. I don't know how to describe it, but like, like I just wasn't fully there, you know. I wasn't enjoying it as much as I should be, and that was because like, like even the the, the constantly training, constantly all year round, not having the balance, not going out uh, and enjoying myself on the weekend. Like you know, doesn't mean going out and drinking and partying and stuff like that. There, but going and doing things like we activities and stuff. Because I would just sit in and try and be like monk mode, but, but it doesn't suit me. So I make sure now, man, that like there's a balance, there's a fine balance yeah, in uh, preparing for a fight. Don't get me wrong, train like a madman, balls to the wall. But now that I realise being in the being in the game for a while, now there has to be a fine balance. No, I understand. Otherwise, you'd be successful at what you love, but at the same time, I think you'd be missing out on the other, such as family, friends, and other yeah. aspects of your life. Big time, um, man, big time. So, weight cutting, you say you go to, you, you'll be in the sauna, you can't go in there for, for, for just 15 minutes, you've got to go in there for a good, solid hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the weight cuts, man, like, I've had a bad, few bad weight cuts like but wouldn't say like we're near on death's door but it's been touch and go i remember the first time i actually ever done a weight cut uh it was in the leisure center in uh where i live and uh my mate forgot about me well he, I, he couldn't find me but i was lying in the toilet on the fucking floor me a pissy floor lying in a heap because they're just I, I jumped up too fast in the sauna and walked out, and obviously, like, it all the rust in my head, and next thing I know, I was lying in the toilet, man, on my back, and pissing mm. all sorts. Yes, yeah, so that, but as I said, man, it's all a learning process. Um, I'm very, I'm very fortunate enough that I have a sauna in my house now, and um, it's one of, like, it's a wee two-man sauna, so it's, it's pretty good. I got it in the pandemic, uh, when I was working, working my ass off, I was went, I had no money to spend, so I was like, might as well get a sauna. <laughs> and, um, that saved me a bit because now I, I can really, like, um, how do I say it, like, I can plan it out perfectly and all now. Like, sometimes when you're going into a leisure center or a hotel, everyone to do your do your saunas before a fight or whatever, you know, there could be a lot of things, time, or time restraints and stuff like that. So I have the pleasure of doing the sauna. But when it comes to weight cutting, man, like, 
it is it's very dangerous like mm. very very dangerous like it's don't get me wrong man like but then you got people who are you know what i mean people all everyone's doing it so it's like you know it's a tough one man so like you, you near have to do it you know what i mean once you go to the top level but i would love to just fight a welterweight to be honest but i walk about about i mean i walk about about 70 at the 80 so it probably could no problem but then you have boys cutting from the 90 kilo so it's just messed up in it a wee bit mm. i i've heard some horror stories of some people who have of, probably be about the same way to yourself they're fighting the lightweight division and they've gone in for the weigh-ins and it's literally fainted. Some have died. Some have gone to the sauna like you've just spoken about. I heard it was this young guy who was about 19 or 18 over in the Far East or somewhere like that. And he had gone into the sauna, I think, and came out, done his weight cut and everything, but he, for some reason, had a stroke. Oh, uh, yeah, 19, I think he lost, 18? Yeah, he lost his life, uh, um, if I'm, oh. from what I was told. So I do know that these weight cuts do have a very detrimental effect on the body. You know, really, you shouldn't be um, cutting past what your body biologically has been, let me say, biologically is designed for the sort of body shape and body type that you have. You shouldn't really go past your body's limits. Otherwise, you start suffering some serious um, effects. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But, um... uh, Yeah, I'm Yeah. Uh, But... Moving on, you're very successful as an amateur and you're about to make your um, pro debut now. But going on from that, because you're still very young in your career, um, do you have your eye on any other bigger promotions saying in the next four, five, six years, would you like to go further afield and join with the bigger names? Oh, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I see myself as a world champion and, uh, you know, obviously, like, I want to go to the top, um, but... You know, I've had a wee sit down with my coach and stuff, and we've had a wee, uh, like, um, four-year, five-year plan. So, like, you know, I, I'd love to be a world champion in, in the next four or five years. And uh, obviously, I think I can get into Bellator and stuff over the next couple of fights. So, I'm, 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 I'm sort of uh, focused on that there. I'm focused on getting into Bellator and trying to make a statement there and trying to make my name in there. So, um, I have big aspirations for myself, man. Like, uh, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. Uh I feel like I can be a world champion. I believe in myself. Fight after fight. It's, it's one fight at a time. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to take on the whole world. But uh, I do see myself as a world champion in the next uh, four or five years. Obviously, it's going to take a good time and it's, it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort. But um, as I said, man, if I if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't believe that I could be a world champion because I just don't see the point in it and I don't see the point in Well, some people might just want to fight and... Uh, I don't know, maybe stick it on the Instagram or whatever, man. But, you know, I, I really want to get to the top, man. And I do feel like uh, Bellator would be a great place for myself to start making my name because of the BBC. Um, it's it's live on BBC and stuff like that there. And obviously, I'm from the north, Northern Ireland. Um, BBC is a big thing here as well. So there's a lot of exposure, a lot of media coverage. And I'd love to be a person. I'd love to be in, uh, you know, I'd love to sort of head that and, like, you know, try and... Um, make big waves uh, in the north uh, with Bellator. So we'll see what happens, man. I, I'm open for anything, um, you know, and obviously the USC and all like as well. But, like, you know, I've got to do work, man. i got to do a lot of work. And uh, it's going to start off here on the 25th of June in your championships in Uri. And then we'll go from there, man. But it's it's one fight at a time. There is a, there is a, there is a plan for the, the years ahead. 
But uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just one fight at a time and focused on my next opponent. And um, you know, I was actually saying to one of the young kids in the gym, like, uh, like obviously you know you, you like. Well, as I said, I don't know, but but some people that might not want to be a world champion. But deep down, if I'm doing this, I want to be a world champion. So I don't need to tell myself every day that it's deep down. I know it's there, so I just let it be now. I let it be, and if it comes, it comes. It won't pass me if uh, if it's meant to be. So uh, I just look at the next fight now, and I focus on that. And then what will be will be, man. You know, if you know what I mean. So like deep down, I know I want to be a world champion, and I believe it, and I, and. And I will work my arse off to get there, but it's uh, one fight at a time, and uh, it's uh, my opponent Megan next, and uh, that's all I'm focused on right now, man. He said Bellator. I thought when I asked you the question about the big promotions, I thought, my God, I might be asking him a stupid question now. But it looks like you—you you sound like you really thought about and considered the possible options you have out there. Because I thought most people in your in your position, as successful as you are, they would have said. The obvious one, obvious choice, the UFC. But um, in terms of things such as paying and being looked after by the organization, uh, I think that also probably is going to be a wiser choice, maybe. Yeah, big time, man. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and I've had to sit down and talk with my coaches and stuff. And we sort of basically were saying that, you know, for, for me to make a big run and for me, you know, it's hard to get into the UFC. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, uh, well, basically, I'm just saying that, like, it's. Bellator's there. It's it, it's got a it's got a TV deal or whatever with BBC, which is a me, it's a media co- uh, place and uh, it's 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 a channel on our uh, TV BBC One, BBC Two. So basically, I'm just thinking realistically, if I can get into Bellator and start promoting myself through that, there's a lot of media coverage there with Bellator, and you know, I just think that's a nice wee path, you know, sort of for me to be a world champion, you know, and obviously the UFC, that's the top, that's the that's the the best league and stuff but you know I need to be realistic as well and, and I, I see myself as uh, I can see myself being a Bellator world champion as well so it's just like I think this is a nice wee path for me to, to go down and um, as it says it's you got to be realistic and you got to see where you can get as much exposure and most coverage and all and um, I think Bellator would be the right path for me man basically so we'll see what happens now don't get me wrong doors open doors open and I'll take any opportunity that's given to me but I will, I will think about it but yeah, man, you're right. I think I think it is a it's a good path, uh, Bellator. Mm. Well, I mean, at some stage, as a, you know, as a fighter, I think would you agree that when they present a certain bout to you with, with a certain opponent, will you consider whether this whether you should take the fight or not, depending on how well your opponent is known, you know, in, on the scene. Yeah, well, at the minute, man, I, I'm. Uh, beggars can't be choosers is what I'm saying man because so I have to stay ready and if an opportunity is given to me in one of these big shows man I gotta, I gotta take it so like, don't get me wrong if it's like you know something stupid I'll be I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm smart man I, I don't wanna I, I learned in the amateurs taking short fights short notice fights when I'm not ready and stuff so I'm not gonna make the same mistakes but also on the other hand if a big opportunity comes you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready to take it. And, um, yeah, that's basically it, man. Like, I know what you mean, but it's a double-edged sword, like, you know what I mean? Because if it's a big opportunity, you still, like, and, and you know it might not be right for you and it might be a bit too short notice, but sometimes, man, like, uh, these opportunities don't come by as often. So, 
Yeah, man, it's just a lot of thinking has to come come into it. But sometimes, man, you just gotta take it. So, well, if the if any opportunities come through the door, then I'm gonna make. I'm first of all, I'm gonna make sure that I'm ready at at at, uh, at any opportunity because. As I said, you gotta stay ready, man. You gotta be, you gotta be in condition all year round. Obviously, you're not gonna be in fucking fight condition all year round. You're gonna probably just taper off a wee bit. But I'm never gonna be sort where I'm. I couldn't take a fight at two weeks' notice or whatever like that. If you understand me. Now for the next question, um, tell me to mind my own business if if you feel like. Um, but one thing I do hate is that um, when a fighter does lose a fight, you do get some really nasty comments online and some that I've read myself. In fact, I know some podcasters, you might know who they are. Um, they kind of really shat on certain fighters, say, for example, in the Irish mixed martial arts scene for losing a fight. In your own case, when yeah. you have lost a fight, have you had lots of haters come at you and kind of, you know, just degrading you, devaluing you and um, uh, saying all sorts of horrible things? Yeah, well, like, uh, there's two fights. I don't really want to go down. I don't want to really go down that rabbit hole as well because I can be bored slabbering about people and calling people names. Uh, but, yeah, there was a few times, there was twice uh, that happened to me and I was getting uh, messages and stuff saying, you're done and all, you're not, but I'm poser and all this stuff and all this crap and uh you know man like it it it, it does hurt you like you know what i mean because like you know you, you, and then i and then you just hear we inklings and stuff and like i remember someone cat was messing me saying that no one likes you in the in the irish mma scene and stuff and like you're hated and all this stuff and i was saying going to myself what the hell is this like I, you know what i mean and, I, and this is probably only like four or five amateur fights in and uh, you know, people were saying, "Ah, you're you're hated and stuff. No one likes you in this scene." And I was just sort of like, "Fuck!" I didn't know that. I thought people didn't like me. So uh, yeah, and uh, but that, as I said, man, that's like it was that was a wee, uh, learning process for me as well. Some people ain't gonna like you. Some people are gonna like you. So you just gotta do what you wanna do, man. And uh, you gotta block that out. Because if you let that get into you, man, like I'll be honest with you, man, it did. It some some of it did because it didn't. It was the first time it's, it's ever happened. So um, yeah, man, it, uh, it did get into the heart, man. But I I I, I learned from it and uh, made sure that you know, boom, I don't care, man. Whatever they think about me, you know, man is like I, I put up a lot of different. Uh, I try and promote myself on Instagram and stuff like this, and I know people don't like it. Like I do stick up pictures with my, my top off and stuff and like that there and all, but. You know what, man? It's like you know, I I train my I train my heart out. Uh, you know, just that's something that I'm I do. I'm not trying to show off or really anything. It's just the way I am. I've always been doing it, getting all like that. You know what I mean? But and then I I, always, I see people like like he just thinks he's this. He he thinks he's that. And I'm like, right, whatever. So you know what I mean? But yeah, man, it's 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 rife. Uh, the way people get on. You know, if someone loses a fight and then they jump off the bandwagon and then say you go and do win a fight and they're all, they'll jump back on the bandwagon and you're just going, boys, fucking pick a wagon, you know what I mean? So it's always going to be there, man, you know? So, you know, it's just it's just one of them things, isn't it? I always say that even if the fighter, whether it's a fight, a boxing match, um, bare knuckle fight, whatever combat sports it is, even if one of the opponents did lose the fight, at least they had the, the balls to go in there and give it their all, which is one of the things I do wonder, all these haters, do they ever think about that? Because would they go in there and do the same thing? No way, man. Exactly, man. So, you know, yeah, and that's maybe an thing as well. You have to respect your opponent, man. It's all love. Like, don't get me wrong, we're going in there to take each other's heads off, but after it, man, it's, uh, it's shake their hands, make sure they're okay, 
Um, you know, and and and, and I don't think. I just don't think as well, man, like uh, the people who are sitting calm, like, you know, uh, insulting people on social media, the, the haters, as they say, um, they don't know what we go through, man. Like, they, exactly, yeah. like some of the work that we go, and then that's where it actually, like, I, I do respect my opponents fully because I know the work that we're putting in. We're getting zero money. We're getting, you know, we're putting our bodies through absolute hell. We're putting our minds through hell. And to go and then put it on a put to go and fight someone in a cage, and then next thing you lose, and then you people insulting you and, and saying this stuff, you know it's it's a mad game, and the fact that that goes on as well is that like you know thick skin and all that crap, but like it's it's mad because like as it says, people don't even know what we're doing. Like I, I've already trained, I've already trained what it's what what time are we on quarter to five. I've already had three hours of training and already. You know what I mean, and um, like, but it's just a normal day for me. You know what I mean. Mm. Normal day at the office. Normal day at the office, but they wouldn't yeah. be able to do that, man. You know what I mean, and it, it's a, and, and getting into that cage, man. It's a, it's a the gladiator thing, man. It's a brave. It's fighting us all the time, man. And what we're doing, it's it's. I have to really respect what we're doing now, man. You know what I mean. So that's why you know, as I said, chaining all year round, respecting the sport, respecting myself, respect the game. You know, you can't just be in and out. So yeah, man. Gator's going to hit. I know, no, of course. I even since starting this podcast thing, I've had some people say some really awkward things online. <laughs> uh, that's ah, another conversation. Up. Yeah. Um, can you um shed some lights on your team, Team Torres? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, it's you've done so well. Um, as in, are there as in there's? Can you talk about the coaches there, the sorts of um people coming out from that gym? Yeah, man, uh, Team Torres, uh, it's a brilliant gym, man. Like, uh, we have Daki McAleenan and Martian Zimbala uh, fighting on Cage Warriors in Dublin here on tomorrow. Oh, uh, two okay. two big hitters. Uh, so, like, the calibre in our gym, man, now, don't get me wrong, it's not like the SBGs are massive uh, down in Dublin and stuff. It's still a big gym, but, like, in terms of the pro team and stuff, it's, you know, it's... We've got we've got a good few pros, but it's more tight knit, and I think that's even better, man, because we're getting we're getting the um, we're getting proper focused um, coaches who are, are are with us fully. You know, they're not just all over the show going to that guy, going to that guy, going to that guy. They're on us, and there's only about five or six or whatever. So we're getting the utmost. We're getting the we're getting proper attention every time when we're going into our sessions. Like we have Sebastian Torres, he owns Team Torres. That's our main head coach. Uh, black belt, uh, lethal coach man, and then like he's always adapting, he's always evolving in in his own game and in his own coaching, and I can see that myself, and it's great because like you can see he's taking me bits of knowledge and stuff off uh, all the things that he's seeing, and then he's putting that into our sessions, man. Like, and it just feels like every week we're we're doing something new in the game as the game evolves, we're evolving with the game, and that comes down to Sebastian, that comes down to our striking coach Sean. Uh, and then we have our wrestling coach Mumi, who's a Turkish wrestler, and he's he's competed all around the world in wrestling and stuff, man. So we have some really, 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 really good coaches, great coaches, and you can start that you really can start to see us uh, all now advancing our game. Um, especially for me, man. Like I was a striker, and uh, I've now really started to focus on the jiu-jitsu side, the grappling, the wrestling, and that only because of uh, Sebastian and uh, Mumi. Um, my grappling game has went through the roof and uh, that's just with great coaching, you know, and 
so I, I'm over the moon that I'm with Team Torres. We're, we're, we're a great team. We've got so many youngsters coming up as well that are fighting in the IMAFs and stuff like that there. We've got the older boys. We've got Daki, Marston, who are fighting Cage Warriors tomorrow, man. So you know what, man? The gym is, there's a real buzz in the gym at the minute, man. There's a real winning mentality in the gym at the minute. And it's, it's, it's great to see. Um, we're all stuck. We're all, we're all together, man, as well. And that's what I'm saying about the tight knit. You can feel it. We're together, man. And I, I think it's going to be a, a really, really good year for Team Tours. I think we're unbeaten for the first four months anyway. We haven't lost a fight here. I think. Could be, could, that might not be true. But I think, because I think the IMAFs and all, I don't know if we're counting that as well, but like certain terms of amateur and pro, uh, we're unbeaten, man. And um, long, hopefully it continues. And hopefully the boys are on uh, Saturday, Dacky and Morrison go go and put big statements, keep this keep this running, keep this winning mentality going. Because there has been a big change. The mentality, man, it's all, it's, it's all mindset, mate. And there's a real buzz in the gym at the minute, man. It, it's great. It's great to be there. It's great to be around. And uh, we're all evolving. Um, we're all getting better fighters I'm better man as well you know I feel like I'm becoming a better person myself better, better man because of the respect and the discipline and stuff as well yeah. so it's a great gym man great gym could speak about it all day um, um, I think you said you've got another um, client or so um, is it um, a, a five-ish or so yeah well I'm alright man you, we, we can work away we can go ahead here mate just two um, last questions well one last question um the upcoming fights, although there's a lot of um, speculation as to whether this fight's going to happen at all or not. Um, Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. Now, I'm assuming Michael McGregor, um, probably because you're, you're Irish, so you might be biased or so. Well, we'll, we'll, see, what, see, we'll see what the question is first. <laughs> oh, well, Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. Do you think, the, two, two questions in there. Do you think... Do you think the fight will happen? And if it does happen, who do you think will win? So I don't think it will happen. Really? Unless, well, well, I didn't think it would happen until I seen something. I think uh, McGregor has jumped into the USADA pool. Is that correct? Oh, God, yeah. There's, there's toing and froing about that. Uh, no, I think... Because uh, if he uh, has, but then it's a six-month rule, or is it as he did he find the loophole, or uh, I don't know. I I can't be sure. There's so much clickbait on YouTube and there's so much noise about it. Yeah. Um, hmm. But to be honest... But either way... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, to be honest, being it's Conor McGregor and being he's one of Dana White's golden boys, you, the UFC and Dana White will find a way around that and make sure if they yeah. want the fight to happen, the fight will happen, you know. 100%. Uh, yeah. 100%. I think that, uh, I actually do think that, now this is not me being, you know, because of being Irish and stuff, and being a, but uh, I just think that, uh, I don't actually know, mate. Like, I, I was going to say, I think McGregor will do it because, but after those last two performances, mate, even, like, I don't know if he can take the shots anymore and Michael Tandler, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say uh, it either, but like, yeah. Like, if he is the old McGregor, the range, you keep in that range. Michael Chandler is perfect for the old McGregor, if you get me. But mm. now what we've seen McGregor become now, I think that works for Michael Chandler. So if McGregor yes. goes back to his old ways, perfect for him. But McGregor hasn't looked the same. He's been fighting a different style. Uh, and Michael Chandler, I, I, well, and then here's the thing as well, if it's at 170, I've never seen Michael Chandler welterweight. That boy could be, sure, he cuts load of weight, so he could be even better welterweight. So it's a tough one. 
And uh, but I, I would give it Cousin Mars I'd, I'd say McGregor but who knows what's going to happen if it's even going to happen or what yeah. but I do think it will happen to be quite honest last not least any, last but not least any shout outs you want to give uh, yeah just shout out to the to the team Team Torres uh, shout out to Daki and Martian who are fighting tomorrow Cage Warriors uh, shout out to my sponsor On Track Technicians uh, shout out to my family, my mom, my dad. My dad actually is my strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he, I was just with him there doing my strength and conditioning. He okay, put me through the okay. paces. So thank you, dad. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Like, you know, thank you. And thank you to yourself, brother. Thank you. Pleasure to mine. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, definitely we'll have to have you on the show again. Certainly, sir. It'd be a pleasure, man. It'd be a pleasure. Thank you. Please send me as much as you can the names and the tags, the links to all those people. Tag them in the post or on Instagram and on the YouTube video as well. Okay, man. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you very much, sir. Sure. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed the, the episode, please don't forget to hit the like button to subscribe. You can also find uh, the audio versions of the episode of the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Aaron, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Take care.